Hello, everybody. This is Hockey at the Rock, episode 19. We are in a much better mood this week than we were when we recorded last week. Wouldn't you say so, John? It's been far more successful, and there weren't embarrassing losses to the worst team in hockey. And you know what? The interesting thing about how this week went, and we are going into it saying you have to win, you know, at least half of these. The Devils ended up going three and one on their West Coast or Western North America road trip, which now includes Seattle. Can't call it Western Canada anymore. I call but it the, the Northwest. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. The Northwest road trip. Um, it was very interesting the manner in which they won because often it was not Jack Hughes propelling them to victory like it had been for much of the season. In mm. fact, strangely enough, the goaltenders were largely responsible for uh, a lot of the wins that happened during this road trip, mm. which is not something I expect to say. Well, we can't say that about the first game on the trip. No, no, no. I won't say that about the yeah. first game, but no. I will say that about the second game and, and the, the third game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I would even argue the fourth game, uh, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but let's start with that first game. The Hughes Stravaganza. Oh, the Hughes Bowl. The Hughes Palooza. Three Hughes, one rink. Dan, did you stay up and watch this game? Because I did not. So, so weirdly enough, I like blinked back uh awake. Uh, I just like couldn't sleep that night for some bizarre reason. And yeah. I saw the devils uh give up the lead. That's what I ended up seeing. And then I yeah. saw them retake the lead with seconds left in the game. And uh, yeah. wow, it, the fact that it came down to that was nothing short of amazing, considering that they had a three-goal lead. But yeah, very glad that they managed to pull out the victory against right. uh, Jack and Luke's brother. Right. And Vancouver, mind you, is not a scrub team this season. They're a high-scoring team, successful team at home. They With are a legitimate goalie playoff team. that has been hot. Except in this game, because amazingly, yep. Vancouver played just like the Devils did with all of the foibles and criticisms that we've had. You know, yeah. Vancouver looked like that they forgot how to cover guys. Demko looked out of place. Mm-hmm. Vanacek was a rebound machine. And the Devils didn't quite understand the concept of do not let the man get behind you in front of the net. Um, as such, the Devils did have a big lead. Jesper Brock gave you an early goal while JT Miller did the aforementioned getting behind the defense for a PPG. You know, Jack Hughes took a puck that Tyler Myers coughed up in the corner and threw it to a wide open Eric Holler, who returned from injury for this game, Dan. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. Uh, he yeah. roofed it 2-1. Jack Hughes <laughs> then puts it home after a fantastic move off a face-off win, tosses it back to Kevin Ball after telling Kevin Ball and Marino to switch sides. Ball mm. passes it back to Jack Hughes. He torches Demko for the score. And then shortly thereafter, Michael McLeod gets a greasy goal created by a Curtis Lazar shot to go up 4-1. Sounds awesome, right? And then the Devils get outnumbered in front of their own net, and Dakota Joshua sweeps in a puck to make it 4-2. But hey, the Devils were fine in the second period. Vanacek made some saves. Luke mm-hmm. Hughes made it 5-2 with a PPG. Helped along with his, his, his older brother, Jack. It was awesome. 5-2. And how did it fall apart, Dan? Uh, rebounds breakdowns and well it not not really it took seven minutes for brock besser to get on the board similar to jt miller all alone in front of the net segan taller did not have a good game and this was a great example as to why he didn't and then after a face-off win in the defensive zone about six minutes later from mr nico heischer jesper brat loses the handle up to quinn hughes Mm -hmm. quinn hughes dial styles profiles fires a shot sam lafferty gets a tip in that's one of those goals that you just go, you can't do much about other than don't let Quinn Hughes do what he wants. Yeah. And then late in the game, 
somehow Dawson Mercer had Nils Hoaglander, and then Dawson Mercer lost Nils Hoaglander, and JT Miller found him, and uh, you know off a rebound. And again, Vanacek could have swallowed up Miller's shot. Mercer could have done better. The weak side defense help should have been there, but nope. That's how you blew a five-two lead, Dan. It's like mm-hmm. eating an elephant. You do it one at a time. Um, but again, the Canucks had their own foibles, and once again, um, I am baffled that uh, Philip Ronick and uh, Dakota Joshua just lost Jesper Bratt in coverage. Kevin Ball fires a shot. Nico Heischer puts it up, tips it on frame. Rebound goes wide open to Bratt. Easy goal. That's how you score a goal with uh, 34 seconds left in the game. Mm-hmm. And you take it 6-5, to five, very similar to the Islanders' victory uh, from a couple weeks ago. So yeah. good that you won, but this was very much an offense win where you just go, good job, but please, Vanacek. He looks so bad after that fifth goal against. He looked like I mean, he just wanted to crawl into a hole and die. Undoubtedly a huge morale boost as well. Yeah, um, but you got the you- W. Yes, that was a very important thing to get, especially after the San Jose game. Mm-hmm. Um, you needed something to boost the spirits there. And they go yeah. into the next game against Seattle uh, with two teams that have goalies that have been, uh, let's put it nicely this time, because we've already put it uh, not nicely before, uh, underperforming. And so right. if people were to look at this game, they'd say, take the over. And if you did take the over, well, then you inevitably lost because this ended up being, strangely enough, uh, a goaltender duel, but not kind really. Of. It was more well, a dearth of offense than a goaltending duel. Yeah, the Devils got outshot 38-17, to 17, which is yeah. not great. Now, granted, the Devils played. It wasn't like the Devils just didn't. This wasn't like the Detroit game or the Columbus game where they lollygagged for most of it. Their working skates were on, Dan. They mm-hmm. just couldn't put two passes together. Uh, fittingly enough, the one time they got a cross-ice pass happened in the offensive zone, it led to the game's first goal. Nico Heischer found Sean Marino. Marino shot the puck. I thought it went in off Andrzej Palat. Apparently it did. Maybe some people say it was off Jester Barat's gates. The point is that it went into the net, mm-hmm. and that's all that matters. Uh, Ty Cart uh, broke broke away from the coverage to get his one goal against Akira Schmid, but since then, Schmid, Schmid was the man. And then shortly after Carte's goal, you got a first. Simon Nemich jumps up on the play, slams in from the high slot, a fantastic feed from Jesper Bratt to make it two to one. And Schmid, Schmid, the torpedo, torpedo, the Kraken's chances of trying to get back into this game. Mm-hmm. The Devils goalied a team, wow. like legitimately goalied a team. Like Seattle had like an XG of like 3.8. And well, obviously they gave up only one goal. So um, for all the complaints, laments, hopes, prayers, wishes that the Devils would have a good goaltending performance. You got it. Mm-hmm. And it got you a win. Good. And Simon Nemich, congratulations on your first NHL goal. And good. I think like this is starting to cement the fact that it should be Akira Schmid's net, I think, for the most part moving forward. And I think mm-hmm. even though today the Devils, you know, lost the game, he made some mistakes. Right. Uh it's still hard okay. to have confidence in Vanacek in general. Yeah. But they went to him the next game knowing that they have a back to back uh over the weekend. So in Calgary. Yeah. They chose Vitek Vanacek, and, uh, you know, the first period was relatively uneventful up until the the (laughs) last two minutes where the Devils had a power play, and they let up a shorthanded goal to none other than Yegor Sharangovich. Blake Coleman could have seen this coming. Blake Coleman chipped a puck past Nemec and Palat. Palat stretched and missed it. I'm like, that's, you know, that's going to be bad. Sharangovich had the speed to catch on it. It's a breakaway. I, I understand those who are like Vanacek make a save there, but it's a break. It's yeah. it's not exactly a gimme here. Um, 
he scores, it's one nothing. And honestly, the Devils played a very sleepy first period. But I will say, they woke up after a couple bad shifts to start the second, mm-hmm. where Vanacek got bailed out by the crossbar, and he made a save with his back, which yep. is never a good thing for a goaltender. <laughs> but he made it. <laughs> good yep. for him. Uh, but then you, then you got Nico Heischer. I'm sorry, Luke Hughes denied Blake Coleman on an exit. Knocks the puck to Brat. Brat fires it to Heischer. Heischer buries it for a one-one game, and then many minutes later, a rush play by that let Heischer crash the net. And here's what happened: Dan. they mm-hmm. Calgary challenged the second goal for goaltender interference. Right. They failed that challenge because this is how the goal was scored. Uh, Heischer went to the net. Heischer, I thought he got tripped up, but he apparently lost his footing and went into Dustin Wolf. Blake Coleman got to the loose puck first. He tried to just shovel it away. It hit off Jesper Brett's thigh, then off of uh, Mackenzie Weger's leg, and then bounced through Dustin Wolf. Mm-hmm. And I think the explanation was, Calgary, you had control of the puck. Dustin was allowed, was in a position to still get a stop. You got beat by a bad bounce. You didn't get beat because Wolf was impeded. Well, I think they're also saying that uh, and- part of the fact that Part of the reason that he sure was impeding there was because Coleman pushed him in. Yeah, it looked, yeah, it live, I thought it was a trip. Upon replay, I wasn't so sure, but it it looked like Coleman did something to make that happen. Mm-hmm. All the same, Calgary challenged it. They lost, get a power play. Jack Hughes hits the post. By the way, that Vancouver game, Dan, was the three points of Jack Hughes and the only three points on the trip from the big deal. Yeah, but... that's the other thing. It kind of inverted. The goalies were better than usual, and Jack Hughes did not really produce a lot after Vancouver. No. And the not power the... play was pretty yeah. impotent. Yeah, this this power play I just mentioned was the closest the Devils would score outside of the Vancouver game. And mm-hmm. it's not like Jack Hughes hasn't been trying. He got seven shots in this game against Calgary. I'm not going to sit here. Like, the Devils had 30, so... No, no, it's not for lack of effort. He doesn't look off or anything. Yeah, but the it's power play, the, other the power... teams know what to do. And not only that, but the, I think the Devils are squeezing their sticks too hard now that they're coming under some adversity, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, the goals aren't coming. The plays aren't always there. Um, you know, this is very much a team I'd just love to sit down and say, just relax. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you you don't need to overthink this here. But nonetheless, the Devils they, are up to They can win games when half the team's operational. Imagine when they're all working at once, you know? Right. But anyway, but you're going into the third period in Calgary. Devils actually played well in the second period outside of the final minutes and the first few minutes of that second period. You're up 2-1 with Vitek Vanacek in the net, Dan. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen? How about a Dustin Wolf gift? A yeah. Chris, an early Christmas gift, a Hanukkah gift, uh, if you will, where he misses Noah Hannafin. And I have yet to understand whether or not Noah made the wrong move or Dustin just goofed and missed his man. Alexander Holtz benefits, fires a hard shot to the middle. Live, I thought this was Timo Meyer's goal. The Devils announced it as Timo Meyer's goal. In actuality, it was Dylan Dubé's goal because the puck went off his gate and went into the net. And so Holtz gets the credit. Holtz gets the credit. There you go. It's li- it's listed officially as a tip-in, which is not really true. But yeah. hey, scorers, do your thing. 3-1. And the Devils could play the McLeod line, not shorten the bench. Good to have in a sec- in, in, in a um, you know back-to-back situation. Then it gets interesting where Rasmus Anderson decides to break through everybody, especially Nathan Bastion, who had a mm-hmm. bad game, by the way, drops a pass into Zim Kadri. He picks the corner short side pass Vanacek, which made everybody go, ah, it's now a one score game. But um, 
short of Luke Hughes, outside of a Luke Hughes turnover that made me audibly gasp, uh, the Devils did well to keep the game solid. Vanacek's rebound control was much better. Nico Heischer fires a 210-foot uh, uh, shot attempt that went into the empty net. Perfect mm-hmm. for the 200-plus player that is Nico Heischer. He did have a great game in, in Calgary. Devils win 4-2. They made a comeback win. They won yeah. solidly. Vanacek was actually pretty okay. You could and win so, with this type of effort for Vanacek. So now we're feeling pretty good again. Like this is uh, already a better trip than the trends had suggested, and so mm-hmm. uh, you're going into Edmonton feeling pretty good about yourselves. But also, so are the Oilers. They're winners of seven straight up until this point. Six, um, but now plus, seven or six. Okay, sorry, six up until this point, but now seven, as we know. Sorry, spoilers. But the Devils did not win this game. No, um, they did not come particularly close to winning this game, unfortunately. No. And, you know, all that being said, it was not unexpected, this kind of result. And I don't think the effort was that disappointing, even. Um, It was a few key mistakes here and there, but uh, it is still a disturbing trend from the offense to not really manufacture much. So I think that wasn't great. But overall, they didn't defensively play themselves out of this game. I, I. Some have suggested this is a schedule loss, and I would normally agree with that because Edmonton, they didn't play Saturday night. The Devils did. The Devils were on the road for four straight games. Edmonton has not. Um, you know, all signs pointed to Edmonton having an advantage, and it, it was clear the Devils looked gassed at one point. But mm-hmm. that being said, Dan, Calvin Picard, not exactly a prolific NHL goaltender. You got to get more than 12 shots on him in the first two periods. You just mm-hmm. do. And the Devils knew it because they got 15 on him in the third period. But that was a classic case of too little, too late. Um, you know, Schmied. So here's the thing. the big One of the bigger complaints among the goaltending is where are the big saves, Dan? Where are the tough mm-hmm. saves? Well, Schmied gave you some tough saves. Yep. He made some post-to-post saves. He denied multiple power plays up until the second period. You know, he he robbed Zach Hyman of a breakaway goal. You know, he gave you tough saves, but Schmid, he did make some mistakes, but more importantly, the Devils gave him only one goal to work with. And at that point they were already losing three to one. So it's sort of like, where's your help? Where's where's your help? Because it's not like Edmonton played a very exotic game against the Devils. A lot of it was meat and potatoes hockey, you know, just take, take shots, go to the net and see what happens. And as such, it's how Derek Ryan got his um, short side goal. One timer from Sam Gagne behind the net Devils got fortunate with a challenge off of a bizarre play where Schmid played the puck into an oiler and Zach, uh, Evander Kane like tied up his skate to prevent the uh, putback. So that got wiped out, which is good. But, you know, Evan Bouchard, he shoots a shot through his screen on a power play. That's a goal. And then mm-hmm. Connor McDavid gets a gift where Kane pins Schmid up against the boards. <laughs> Yeah, that was weird. I don't know what he was trying to accomplish there. Schmied. Yeah, Schmid, I think, panicked and was like, I'm going to just sit on the puck, which is not what you want to do. It's like, I'm a defenseman now. Yeah, well, Kane, Kane won the battle and McDavid got an empty net. I mean, Connor McDavid does not need the help to score, and he did. Yeah. Um, Jesper Brock got on the board shortly thereafter, but this was a frustrating game just to watch. Even the Heischer line was like making too many extra moves instead of just sitting. I almost wanted to start screaming at the TV. Just shoot it. It's Calvin Picard, guys. It's Edmonton. They they don't have great goaltenders. Just shoot. You don't have to overthink this. Well, it's John, not Sorokin. What... It's not Shesterkin. It's what... Calvin Picard. Just shoot it. What is their record in the second half of back-to-back? Oh. It, it is they... awful. It, it's, it, yeah. It's got to be completely like 
do they even have a single win in a back to back in the in the back half this year? Yeah, they they their previous back to back where they lost to Columbus on Black Friday, they beat Buffalo seven to two. That was the okay. last one. Okay. But let's see. I'm just quickly scanning through it to prove your point. Uh, let's see. They lost to St. Louis after beating Minnesota in the beginning of November. Yeah. Uh, they lost in a shootout to Arizona after beating Detroit in a home opener. They after beating Montreal, they lost to the Capitals six to four on Wednesday, which is the second back-to-back. So, yeah, the Devils, I am quickly scanning to see if there's any big ones. Oh, obviously, they beat Philly and then lost to San Jose 6-3. to So, I mean, you got one win and one overtime – I'm sorry, shootout loss in your pocket there. And, unfortunately, the Devils have one, two more back-to-backs to to close out this year. They got a weekend one coming up, and then their final two games of 2023 are a back-to-back on the road. Uh, you're not going to like who they're going to play on these games, by the way, Dan. Oh, <laughs> you're just not. Oh boy. But we'll, well get there when we get there. Yeah, no, it, it's been bad. It hasn't been good at all, and a lot of that's been on the goalkeeping. It, it's hard to not be able to trust the same person in right. two consecutive games, or just in general, not being able to trust yeah. um, I mean, your goaltenders to perform. And to be fair, Ruff did the right thing by going to Vanacek against Calgary. He gets a confidence boost. Schmid again. I don't think. Yes, I know he gave Connor McDavid a goal, but honestly, like he gave you the tough saves. The team mm-hmm. in front of him just didn't give you the offense that he really should have gotten. The power play was cold. Uh, Jack Hughes didn't have a great game. Timo Meyer has been a point of uh, criticism among more and more fans. Dawson Mercer, for whatever reason, has been asked to play center. Oh, by the way, Eric Haller, remember when I said he came back from injury in the Vancouver game, Dan? Yep. He missed the Edmonton game with an injury in the Calgary mm-hmm. game. So... He, you know, that, that takes a hit, but Mercer at center is not an answer. And, you know, I understand Ruff is trying his best to find matchups. I don't think sticking McLeod on McDavid was a great matchup to try to maintain, but you know, it is what it is. It's Connor McDavid. He gets double shifted a lot. That's why I think it's a fool's errand to do that. But, you know, there are combinations that work better offensively. Let's use them. And just keep it simple. Again, Schmid has played better on this trip than he was prior to the trip. Vanacek, okay, the Calgary game is something to build on at least. Mm-hmm. You got something. Like, this trip was successful beyond going 3-1, and one, Yep, um, which is good. The problem is in the standings, the Devils are chasing four to five teams where they can't really afford to lose too many games. And unfortunately, your next game is against Boston. Mm. As in one of the best teams in the league, Boston. Well, again, they, they were able to manage a result against Vancouver, which is a is really, really good timing um, for them. But the, like I said, going into that game, for some reason against Vancouver, they just like, they have some sort of amazing magic where they can pull out a result yeah. um, no matter what happens. But yeah. um, speaking of answers not being within the organization, one answer that they hope is actually within the organization is the answer to their goalkeeping problem. And, uh, one possible solution that was auditioned um, in years past is Nico Dawes, and he returned from injury uh, back to Utica and played pretty well from what I saw. Yeah, Utica, if I'm not mistaken, swept their weekend. Now, in the AHL, three-game weekends are, like, common. Like, that's mm-hmm. just the thing that you do. So good for Utica because they needed the wins. But good for Dawes that he was able to get into the net and have himself a good return to form. He got to wear that cool-looking black uh, jersey with the U, you know, the bedeviled U on it. Um, so, you know, credit to him. But it's good to see him back. 
he literally just came back from in, a long-term injury. I'm not exactly sure what exactly it was. I don't know if it was a hip-related issue or it definitely required surgery of some type. But uh, nevertheless, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time before you say, Nico, get back in here. But seeing him, you know, 31 saves on 32 attempts, got the W. That's yeah. you, you can't ask for much better other than a shutout. Uh, so credit to him and hopefully he's able to continue to do that. So maybe a month from now, you know, we look at the devils and if Schmid and Vanacek are still, you know, struggling mightily, you almost have to say, call up Nico Dawes and carry three goalies. Yep. You got to do it. You gotta... And I think uh, the benefit to this road trip as well is that we've seen that uh, Shimon Nemich has fit in. He he's, he's done well. Yeah. He's an to, NHL player. Um, yeah, he, he's definitely established himself as that, which is hugely important in the absence of Dougie Hamilton. And I think it's kind of ridiculous to even address a lot of the remaining defenseman rumors that exist. Um, there are names being floated that are just utterly ridiculous, and I don't even understand uh, what the point of floating them as names is. So I'm not going to mention them here. Uh, I'm not going to amplify that any further. But that being said, uh, I, I think... Again, if it's not Dawes, then you have to trade for a goalie. Yeah. And I think you're noticing that the defense is capable of playing a lot better. And again, yeah. when the goalie makes some saves, the defense does tend to look a lot better than if every single mistake True. goes in the back of the net. That's the other factor here. We would not yeah. be talking about the Devils' defense and how bad they were. And in fact, we were not talking about that when they beat Vancouver 6-5. to We were, not, you know... We were not talking about the defense that day. We were talking about how the offense persevered, and we were talking about several mistakes that were made, but also we were talking about solely, well, mostly the goaltending. And so, you know, that's probably going to be the only thing that changes. What do you think? Well, my only concern with that is that uh, the goaltending market continues to be thinner, and yeah. buyers seem to be growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for there's example, many teams in the Dallas yeah in, in right this now. in this past week alone. I don't think Columbus is going to be buying the goaltender, but Elvis Merzlikens entered IR. Um, Jack Greaves, the wonderfully named Jack Greaves, is now with the team. Uh, more seriously, Toronto, a team that would be buying a goaltender because they have actual aspirations yet again, as they mm. should. Uh, Joseph Wool is going to be out for several weeks. Yep. That's one of their goaltenders. Add, add that to the fact that Carolina amazingly has worse goaltending than the Devils in terms of all, all situation save Somehow. percentages. Well, you know, it didn't get worse this past week. Carolina literally, whereas the Devils went three and one on their road trip, mm-hmm. Carolina's on the road trip. They're currently at zero and four, and they lost all four in regulation too. Um, so Carolina is in the mud, so to speak. Kachetkov is not him, and Tiranta is not him. Frederick Anderson apparently is injured, so Carolina is going to be hurting for a goaltender. I'm sure Los Angeles would like a better goaltender than Cam Talbot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think who Edmonton. else would. Be. Thank you. Edmonton, although, you know, hey, if they keep getting big wins from Calvin Picard and Stuart Skinner, hey, maybe you well, don't. Picard is one of those guys like Derek Ryan who is usually terrible and doesn't really belong in the league and then performs only against the Devils. We, I learned today that Derek Ryan, uh, his most goals in his career are against the Devils. He has oh, seven grand. Grand. goals against the New Jersey Devils and barely any against most other teams. So it, really awesome that this keeps happening. Is Derek um, Ryan Canadian or American? I have no clue. Because he's basically North America's answer to uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand. Oh, uh, yeah. That, Boom, that... the Devils kept off the board against Seattle. Well, thank God uh, for that. He is Canadian. He's also 36. Mm-hmm. 
He's been in the league for over 500 games. And yet he's scored the most goals against the Devils at seven. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Never. He was never a scorer. Anyhow. Anyway, what's coming up for the Devils this week? Well, okay. Coming up for the Devils is I'm going to just jump into the following next weekend because mm-hmm. they play another back-to-back weekend just like they did in Alberta. Now, mm-hmm. first, they come home on Wednesday the 13th, so they'll get two days off. They're going to be on national television, but MSGSN will have local coverage. So if you don't have TNT, go to MSGSN. Uh, they're going to be hosting Boston. Boston's super good, Yay. Dan. Yeah. I, I, I'm not exactly. That's another reason why I'm not exactly jazzed about this 4 1 loss to Edmonton, because you know the next game is going to be another killer. And the Devils, per their standings, you know, they can't afford to just not get points. So I mean, if, you well, hey, get... if you're not going to beat San Jose and Columbus, you got to beat someone tough then. Well, they did beat Vancouver, so they got that in their pockets. Anyway, speaking of lesser teams that they should be beating, that's what the next weekend is going to be. They're going to go to Columbus uh, on the 16th. The Devils, you, well, they won't have to worry about Elvis Merzlikens most likely because he'll be injured. Um, as are as Boone Jenner, as is Cole Sillinger, as is Adam Boakvist. Let's see. They finally got Lane and another, I think, Erica Branson back from the, from the flu. So they're going to be a little bit healthier by the 16th. But still, don't throw it all on the ice on, on, in Ohio because on the 17th, on Jewish Heritage Night, the Devils are going to be playing Adam Henrique and the Anaheim Ducks on oh, the 17th. Wow. They're just ahead of San Jose in the standings. So that's how San, An- Anaheim season is going. There are some people, Tyler, uh, that want John Gibson in New Jersey in the worst way possible. I know P.K. Subban, you know, stumped for him on ESPN uh, during the Seattle game. So mm-hmm. we may get to see whether that's a good idea or not. Spoiler, probably not. Have you seen the John Gibson contract? It's awful. <laughs> anyway, that game in Anaheim will start a five-game homestand where they're going to play every other night um, up until Christmas against Philly, against Edmonton, against Detroit. And then after Christmas, they come back for their final home game of the year in 2023 against Columbus again. Ugh, that's a lot of Columbus, and you have to beat them the other times. Like the, You got to beat no... them. There's no excuse here. You got to and, and, and I'll even say it further, Dan. The Devils need to beat Anaheim. They need because they're chasing them in the standings. They really need to be Philly in regulation. Yeah. Um, and then if you can get a win against Detroit and Edmonton at home, cool. Boston, I'm willing to throw away as long as you're able to make that home stand a four win out of five or something like that, or <laughs> or three wins with two overtime losses or some combination of because unfortunately that's where the Devils are in the standings as of today. Uh, after the loss, like let, this is how tight things are in the division. After the win in Calgary yesterday, it was a 4 p.m. local start. The Devils were in third place. Then the Islanders won from behind for a change. Then the Capitals beat the, our hated rivals for nothing. <laughs> And then Philadelphia beat Colorado pretty badly. Devils get knocked down to fifth place. Because they didn't win today, they stay in fifth place. But Washington now has two games in hand on them. And, um, you know, the Islanders and the Flyers have opportunities to gain points. And if Carolina can get some wins, they could jump the Devils at any moment. That's how tight things are in the division. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, you're not going to get a lot of sympathy from anybody at this point. Like, you're not, you're just not. Like, if the Islanders can grind out points, albeit by blowing third period leads, that's a reason why they're in third place right now, just ahead of the Capitals, Devils, and Hurricanes. It, the Flyers, say what you want about the Flyers, they have a positive goal differential. They're getting dubs. They're on a four game winning streak. They're mm-hmm. looking legit, Dan. They almost look like they could be a playoff team now and not in the indeterminate future that, uh, 
Daniel Briere and their organization wants them to be. Right. You know, Which and hopefully it doesn't arrive for the devil's fan's sake, but uh, well, I will say like one closer than we thought as one. I will leave this on a positive note. Carolina and Pittsburgh last week both had the dreaded closed door player only meetings after losses. Mm-hmm. Devils haven't had that yet. So that's good. I don't think they've needed it, to be honest. I think you could you know, argue they had it after the Columbus game or after yeah. the Detroit game for that Thanksgiving. But that's not really the same thing. If if it's on the ice, it's not closed door. No, and I, I don't think they've really been at a point where it's like that necessary. You know, I, I think they're still there's still a lot that they can do to fix it. If it's truly like everyone is at their best and things still aren't working or everyone is clearly playing at the best that they are capable of. Well, then we have an issue if it's not, you know, going the devil's way. But for now, I think, you know, it seems like they've got half the team operational at any given time. And so we're looking forward to seeing if they can get everyone on board simultaneously, you know, uh, rolling at once. And that's what it's going to take to uh, make the playoffs in a very competitive division. So, yeah. uh, I think that kind of brings us to the end here. What say you? I think so. And um, again, hopefully the Devils are able to prove us wrong, get a W against the Bees, get some more dubs on the weekend, and continue to charge up the standings as best as they possible, stay ahead of Pittsburgh, and leave some other teams in the dust. That would be nice to do by by month's end to turn around from a what was been a bad November. But hey, 3-1 and one on the road trip is a very positive sign going into the final stretch, you know, the second half of the month where every game but three are going to be at home. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you all again for joining us on this episode of Hockey at the Rock. We'll catch you next time um, when the Devils, you know, face those important teams. <sighs> We're all hoping for the best. Just make it all work at once. Yeah. And let's go, Devils. See you next time.